Welcome to another episode of Beyond with my friend Rick Brodner, a fellow member of the powerful, present, and loving circle of men, which is essentially a group of guys. They're a group of my friends, and we gather once a month in person, and then we talk once a month um, on on Zoom, and then we go for walks and have lunch and spend time doing kind, fun, meaningful things together, whether it be um, celebrating a friend's birthday, going to a friend's memorial, dancing, talking, riffing, and Rick and I get into these beautiful conversations. And so we're once again, we are sharing. I noticed after the last time I spoke with Rick, I really wanted to listen and hear him share about, um, help me learn more about his perspective of the non-dual world. And I'm particularly interested in this idea that maybe it's not our birthright to feel quote unquote good or happy or all of that, but maybe it, maybe the, the way that we be is to just feel deeply and that, that discomfort that we talk so much about, like that there's juiciness and meaningfulness in there and that perhaps that's a place that we can inhabit more. So we explore that a little bit here. And then the other idea that I'm intrigued by is his, um, this idea of how we like to, in this, this um, colonial capitalist culture, uh, create problems for us to solve. And what happens when we step outside of the problem-creating paradigm and actually just allow ourselves to be? And then be in the beautiful mystery of what emerges and the beautiful mystery of connection with self and other in these interesting places. And so the first part of this conversation is the idea that um, Bio Akomalafe, who offers us to slow down Times are urgent. Let us, let us slow down, slow down. And that's not yoga class, or that's not a nap. That's really slowing down and looking at things. And so, work to invite ourselves into that place here today. And so we talk a lot about that. Rick and I do all these things, and then we end with this beautiful, touching conversation that we try to bring it into reality where. It was my daughter's graduation and graduation party week when we had this conversation. And so I had asked and invited my friends, these men who are meaningful and who I love dearly to come and celebrate with me and with Sylvie and with my family. And that created some feelings. And, um, and I realized how deeply touched I was. One, how vulnerable I was in asking and then how deeply touched I was when they agreed to come. And we talk a little bit about um, why that's significant. And so a beautifully touching episode. It feels um, like part of that slowing down area. There's some beautiful, fun distractions, and there's some crows, and there's some life getting, you know, the doorbell ringing and the gutters getting cleaned and all these fun little moments in the episode while we're talking about um, you know, just letting things emerge and then things are emerging. And so there's some beautiful amusement in that. And so, and so as I'm liking to say these days, 
please do listen well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being provoked and feeling and being the unique, beautiful energy that you are and bring and are a beacon and conduit for into this world, inviting yourself and your people and all the energy around you forth into this particularly interesting, nuanced, complexity-filled time of life that we have, I like to say, chosen to be here during. And so please do listen well, and as I say, listen beyond. fun yes welcome rick welcome thank you yeah we're back again for what i like to call conversations with my friends that's right that's what we do Mm -hmm. we get to have all these fun meaningful conversations i was struck we were sitting in the same room this morning and we were just right outside we were having this beautiful connection with our ppl circle our men and there was several crows that were hanging out really paying attention to us Mm-hmm. They were looking around. They felt, I feel like they could feel the the presence and the energy that we were offering to the world. I'm not so sure, but they were certainly very close to us. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they saw us in the window probably. I think they don't miss much. They they notice us noticing them. Or they, yes. Yeah. So last week or whenever it was, we... Uh, we recorded a fine conversation, mm-hmm. which was really beautiful. And I noticed myself as I was listening to it and I was, I was um, editing it. I, I wanted to um, be more with and continue to understand more deeply your wisdom that you so often bring of the non-dual perspective world. And this idea that, that, that is something around our framing of everything as a problem in this particular world, in our culture, perhaps. Hmm. And also the way that we, I notice myself wanting to say or imagine, you know, getting past the patriarchy or getting over it or Mm. fixing it or or, or I have some, and I notice that when I, when I go there, you always bring me back <laughs> yes, right. in your beautiful way. And yeah. so I would, I want to explore that. And I also just want to, I want to offer for us just to stay slow. Yes. Yeah. It's that notion of things are urgent and we need to slow down. Right. Um, and the notion that things are broken. So that's where a non-dual kind of point of view would come into play mm-hmm. where, you know, from a non-dual perspective, it's like, well, no, nothing is broken mm. and I'm not broken and there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a difficult perspective to hold when I'm suffering or you're suffering or there is clearly suffering going on in the world. Mm. And, 
it feels very broken. So, you know, one of the challenges is how to kind of hold multiple perspectives. I think Mm -hmm. that's another part of the work that we're engaged in because we have a sort of a supremacy culture, patriarch culture, which tells us there is a right way to do things. Mm-hmm. Which, and a right side and a wrong side right. of, of a fight Obviously. or argument or whatever it might be. And some right things you'll never be because if you're not white, you can never be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think most folks who aren't white know that. I think most women know that on some level as well. It's like no matter how hard I try, I can do a job 10 times better than a man, the man will still get the promotion. Mm. Because the rules say, the unwritten invisible rules um, say that's how things work. Mm-hmm. And that's how they've always worked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for us, I think um, the us white men particularly who have learned to play the game by this, we are always trying to figure out well, what is the right way to do something. And that also comes into play when we're talking about transforming the very culture that tells us that. So we think, well, there must be a right way. There must be a right way to protest. There must be a right language to use. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I become, you know, super careful that I'm not saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. And I think what we're trying to invite is the possibility that wrong is okay. Wrong mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. We learn from wrong. Wrong can end up being right, but we don't see that yet. Yeah. Just from on, on that whole notion of rightness and wrongness. Mm. Um, and so that's one, one dimension of this that we get to wrestle with. Yeah. Is um, maybe the world doesn't need to be fixed. You know, as I like to say, we will not save the world. The world will save us. Mm. And so if the world is doing that, then maybe I just need to be listening more carefully about what it may be already offering mm. in terms of where this is going. Which is a beautiful practice, right? Yes. And challenging. Right. Because it's, and so you being retired yes. recently, which is mm-hmm. this, congratulations Yay. and the fun of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that you are doing that, from my perception because I bought you, I bought you this fun retirement book that had all these questions about like, yes. what do you do now, you and how do you make sense of this, and, yes. and that, and Get then your golf clubs ready, right, right, yes. and and so I had this like gift ready for you, and then we started talking more, and I was like, oh, um, he's up to something entirely different than this. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that I wasn't in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, cause, cause what it feels like, you know, your openness to, to be present each day, to really listen to your body, to listen to whatever it is that's emerging out of the world. Yeah. At least for a very small part of each day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's a work in progress. So yeah. I would caution you about over inflating my well thing yes okay <laughs> well well okay. from from my perception right that, that what you are in is you are in the practice let's it's call the it practice absolutely of of doing it differently right and of and of not needing to be doing have a bucket list yes. have a 
have a way of, oh, I'm retired now. I can be involved in this social justice initiative. Exactly. Go do this or that, or like put my energy towards that. And I, and I feel you taking a really beautiful, um, you know, as bio Akamalafe in his beautiful thing, you know, is, is times are urgent, slow down. Yes. And it's not slow down like take a yoga class or take a nap on Saturday or it's not that kind of slowdown. Right. It's really the pause that I feel like you're involved and you're practicing, which is to say, okay, let me just calm and quiet and listen at least for a few moments a day and see what's there to emerge. Yeah. That's the notion of being receptive would be a way I might characterize Mm it. Um, I think it's, good to consider that that's possible regardless of what's going on because mm-hmm. i could I, I could hear folks saying well you know it's easy to do if you don't have to show up to work every day at 8 a.m or whatever and so i think part of the conversation is well what does it look like when you do have to show up for work at 8 a.m mm-hmm. you know is there is still a possibility for a, a part of your day mm-hmm. if not because I th- I think what what happens is it can start in a small part and then you know it starts to spread like a nice ground cover it slowly the little rootlets mm-hmm. kind of spread out mm-hmm. so and I, it becomes a way of being right. rather than doing or it becomes it just right. is, it, it starts to in, you start to inhabit it is the way I like yeah to and say I think it. one can still be doing and still have a, a frame of reference of being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, the struggle is because, you know, I've tried to open up space and not have things on my schedule. Then it's like things are always coming in saying, oh, you know, pick me. Let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do that, this. And I'm kind of sort of actively saying, no, I'm not going to do those <laughs> things. I think for other people, it's the opposite where the schedule is entirely full. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it also can become a question of, okay, are there things in the schedule that perhaps could be let go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was, I was, I was um, having a conversation with a young man that I work with um, yesterday and he has a three-year-old daughter. Mm. And so he is very conscious of wanting to, um, he's caught in this place of knowing that there is this deeper under this deeper way of being mm-hmm. that he wants to inhabit. That's, right. That's, let's just say slower. He probably would sure. put it in those terms, but he, but he, but, but, but in listening to him, I can feel like he's got it. Like he's sure. got this. Well, he's getting that from his three-year-old all the time. All, yes. Right. <laughs> and like, teachings coming through the, and he's, and, he, and he's listening. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Like, you know, like a young sort of tough, um, um, you know, black guy uh-huh. and, and he's listening. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Like he's really got it. Uh-huh. And he's totally caught in the, in the craziness, busyness sure. and having a three-year-old who exactly. has part custody of. And, right. and so he is caught in that place. And so one thing that this is like beautiful, he, he wants to get himself in better shape, mm-hmm. you know, just physically. Cause he right. realizes like, I gotta, I gotta eat better. I gotta take better care of myself. Cause then I can be there for myself and my daughter. Right. And I don't have any time. Like I'm just yeah. exhausted and yeah. I'm tired and I'm this and I got to lose 10 pounds and I got to, you know, and he, and he brought that and, mm. and we worked our way into this place where trying to be really realistic mm-hmm. and just saying it's busy. 
but so we, so we were sort of headed down this road of, of, um, needing to, you know, lose 10 pounds and go to the gym three times a week. And, and then, um, he, he paused and, and just said, actually what I, what I want to do is I just want to be moving in a way that feels nourishing for my body. You know, that I want to be, I want to be, um, I want everything that I do to feel to feel like a healthful Mm -hmm. move or just a, a, like something that feels good for me stepping forward. Mm -hmm. And it was this, it was a beautiful shift that felt like happened from some kind of like being overwhelmed or striving or trying Mm. to fit something in or Uh trying to like do something to just this, like, okay, the objective here, given all the circumstances and the busyness and the craziness is actually just being able to move in my day right. in a way that feels organic, that feels caring, yes. that feels... So it's not about going to the gym. It's right. just about being mindful in a way. Sure. And it really shifted the whole conversation in this really beautiful way that yeah. feels that feels close to at least what, what we're going oh, after yeah, here. I think totally. It's kind of like it's not really about what you're doing, but how you're doing it. Yeah. And can you be, sort of be in that place of kind of being receptive. Mm-hmm. And so your body may say, I'd like to go to the gym and you're like, cool, let's go. But you're not putting it on a, you know, a long list of all the things that I must do. That's just going to create more overwhelm and, and, and ultimately like, right. And to the, me, that's kind of what intention looks like. Intention is not so much mm-hmm. of a focus thing about this particular thing. It's more like an availability. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm available to you body Tell me, you know, what you would like, what would be most nourishing for you. And yeah. I will try to listen to that mm-hmm. and, and, you know, recognize that it's not going to come in words. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of let go of the shoulds and oughts of things so that there's room for my body to yeah to move. And that is what I'm hearing him saying. He kind of, it just sort of opened up to him. If you look at your three-year-old, you can kind of see that in action because mm-hmm. they're just going to do what they what they're doing, what they're doing, right? Without a whole lot of filtering or anything else. Beautiful. And then, yeah, I notice again, just as you're talking about that, what I'm noticing is this came up in our last conversation of when I'm having conversations with my body. I do. I, I want to find language where it's like that. It's not separate, right, from me. Yeah. But that the I and the we or yeah. the whatever it is, it's like this vessel that is Morgan in every way, right? That that we are in this together. And so I've every morning when I do my exercise, I notice myself. I was saying I love you, mm-hmm. and I was like I, and then you. Like there's an right. object, subject, something thing going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. But I was just like now I just say love, sure, because I can't quite figure out how else to do it. Right, just like just I like loving me, loving all this. Yeah. Um. Will you just? like share a little bit about the idea of non-dual like what like where does that come from what does it mean just like like the the sort of like foundational concept of like what what the like someone who wouldn't know what that means sure i usually open with the joke um you know what did the buddhist monk say to the hot dog vendor make me one with everything make me one with everything so to me the notion of non-dual is that there is no separation, that I and you are part of something larger. Mm. That's one kind of key thing. Uh-huh. 
and you can kind of sort of explore, you know, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and from, from my perspective, it moves kind of into something called philosophical idealism, which is the notion that what we consider to be sort of the material world, solid, mm-hmm. immutable, etc., is really our perception of things sort of coming in through this awareness and that everything is consciousness basically. Hmm. Um, and that can take a while to kind of communicate. So I'm just yeah. giving a very shorthand thing. Right. But the notion that this is all arising in consciousness to me is part. So all of this is in consciousness. That's the, sort of non-dual part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, what sort of, so what? And then from that, it's like, well, okay, if I'm not separate from this, then. And separate am? from this, like meaning sort of everything, everything. Na- natural world. Yes. Everything. Other people. Yes. Material, you know, the serialite. Nuclear waste. Yeah. You know, plastics. That it's all. It's all part of some unfolding creation, which we are blessed to be a part of. Yeah. And, um, you know, as the Tao Te Ching says, do you think you can fix the world? You know, I I don't think you know how you could possibly do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you think mosquitoes are bad. And if I was God, I would get rid of mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. Like, well, if you pull that one creature out, who knows, you know, what what will happen? So the notion is that this is all unfolding and that everything that we think is uh, um, sort of foundational, like yeah. time, space, matter, energy, yeah. are all, is, is I like to say, just colors on the palette of mind. Yeah, it, it, I, had, I had an experience this week that I can't, I'm not quite, I'm like, I can feel the flavor of it and I can feel the texture of it. It was a conversation or a moment or a reflection or something that was really realizing how human centered yeah aware my my awareness is right. that it's like it's it's sort of unquestioned in some way that yes. humans are things need to be right for us yes exactly and so that and so that and then that and i just started to play with that perception of like wait a second like that's and I think I, I, I happen, I think I feel like I inhabit that a fair amount. Oh yeah. But, but, but like, but, but it caught me in a way that was like, oh, interesting. I wish I could come up with the example at the moment, but I, but the thing that, that as you're saying it, Rick, what, what I'm, what's another piece that's really resonated with me lately about what, what you're bringing is a place of, um, who are we to think that, being ecstatic or being happy or being um, the things going well, Mm -hmm. if you will, is like a birthright or is is even a goal or is even the place that we ought to be wanting to get to. That instead, it's just about being with what is, which seems maybe sort of trite, but, but also is really profoundly powerful. Yes. And so that feels like part of the non-dual also is that we yes. assign this idea or this, or we are, we just think that it's a, somehow the right thing to not have things be difficult. Yeah. And I think this is where different um, 
traditions have tried to point the way to that. You know, mm. with with Buddhists, it's the notion that it isn't the suffering that's the problem; it's your attachment to the suffering. Uh-huh. Well, what is that? You know, what does attachment mean? So, but yes, from sort of a non-dual point of view, it's trying to sit with the world as it is, but sit as closely as I can so that I'm embracing whatever's arising, mm-hmm. whether that is sadness or happiness. Yeah. Good so to or me, bad or right. The, the labels are a story we put on things. Yeah. Um, obviously we live in bodies and bodies do suffer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from my perspective, it's, we are here to tell the human story. Whales tell the whale story. I think we, it's an error to think the human story is more important somehow. Mm-hmm. And what, happens then is we start missing all the other stories that are kind of available. Right. So it does feel like this sort of narcissism and you know, there's layers of it. There's white narcissism, there's American narcissism, there's human narcissism, male narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. Where somehow I'm superior Mm -hmm. as though I could exist all by myself, which is ridiculous on, you know, you don't even have to be a non-dual person to recognize <laughs> that probably wouldn't get me very far. Yeah. What would I eat if I was all by myself? Right. You and know? yet, yeah, right. There's the old Cree proverb, right? It's like as soon as the last fish is caught, as soon as the last, you know, waterway is, is used, as soon as the last, you know, tree is cut, well, we will finally realize that we cannot eat money. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and along that is just, you know, it's so easy I would say in the United States, at least for us to think, well, okay, I think maybe I would say for me and, and most of the people that I am engaged with, um, for us to, for us to just think like, oh, we're, we're, we're okay. We'll just go to the supermarket or like, oh, you know, our internet connection will be good and like we have power, you know, we have electricity and things are safe and stable and, it doesn't take much to really rock that world. That's and right. if, if those things disappeared, mm-hmm. um, um, boy, would it be, uh, will it be interesting? Yeah. Um, and, and, and will we sort of pretty quickly, I think, realize like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. we're in trouble. Right. Well, we might be. I mean, I think that the other part of this yeah, and the part of the sort of the work, there's both this sort of work. I think we're, sort of um, meandering around, which is a, as an individual, what, what is, what is the right way for me to live mm-hmm. back to that word, right, wrong. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How can I live in a way that is, um, feels connected? Yeah. And I think the part of how I do that is in community and we've, you know, our sort of, socioeconomic system has evolved to where um, community is a um, kind of a a frill. Mm. You don't really need it Mm -hmm. because I can just order my groceries online. I don't need to actually interact with a human being at all these days. Um, Or if I do, I can do it on a screen. Yeah. And if I don't like what I'm hearing, I can just turn it off. So, the notion that we actually need to be in community is kind of antiquated. And yet 
a lot of the kind of learning, you know, that I need to do only happens when I'm with you and yeah, with in with, person, right? With mm-hmm. my people. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's rocky. Yeah. Because that's sort of where, you know, as Resma Menachem says, you know, we kind of need to grind on each other. Yeah. And, and I need to misstep and say things and then have conversations. So the notion of, and, and community is also the thing that will, um, that will save us. Yeah. You know, we did the, in our neighborhood, we did our earthquake preparation and the materials all say, you know, first thing to know is that if there is an earthquake, the first responders are not coming to your house to help you Mm -hmm. because they will either be busy or unable to get to you. Yeah. The people who will save your life are your neighbors. Mm. So you might want to get to know them. Yeah. Um, and that you know, feeds back into all the other sorts of things we want to be trying to do to um, try to move to a more beautiful world. Mm-hmm. It always involves the beloved community. You know, it always it involves mm-hmm. people who care about each other, who need each other, mm-hmm. and who help each other. Yeah. And, right, and there's, I mean, one thing to say is that, you know, that idea of we don't need to interact with another human being. Right. Which is, which is, you know, for our survival, um, we can, you know, just order from Amazon and, yes. you know, have our groceries delivered and all that. And that, that, that is a really, um, uh, you know, maybe denies is the word I want to use, or I don't know if I want to use that word, but it's the word that's coming, the, the emotional, spiritual self. Right. Of like, yes, I can, I can materially survive by doing so, but that as an emotional being, right? As a, as a being who has depth and nuance, um, I'm, I, I, you know, like the, I, I would be starving. Yeah, you know. Well, that was Mother Teresa's quote. You know, it's yeah. like the greatest poverty is loneliness. Yeah that um, we have a culture of loneliness. And I think that most of us feel that in some way. And most of us don't really know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is the place of like when I, you know, the, 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 the podcast about the school, the shooting. Yes. The shooting was to say like, we can talk about guns, which is significant. You know, yes. You know, please let's have that conversation. And we have to address the place of loneliness. Sure. And I think those two actually are related as well. I yeah. think that the, the obsession with guns is part of the loneliness mm. um, because we're afraid. Yeah. And um, the best insurance against fear is to have your people with you. Mm. When you feel like you're a part of something larger then you you know that there are those who will protect and help you as you will help and protect them. Yeah. And yet, right. But somehow the perception is, is that if I have a gun, if right. I have this thing that can kill somebody sure. else, right. That's dangerous. You yes. know, when the danger comes, I will be able to protect myself because I have this weapon. Yes. Um, that will then eliminate somebody, will, you know, kill the enemy. I mean, it's a very um, interesting uh, energy. Yeah. I mean, I think 
you know, firearms and their sort of place, there's a lot of dimensions to it. Yeah. And so I think one could have many podcasts about that. And I think it's actually been turned over, over and over again. Yeah. So in some ways it's a distraction to even get to that. It did occur to me, I think I shared this with you outside of this particular context, but like, you know, when I, when I, Hamilton, which I saw a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that the disputes in Hamilton, like Mm -hmm. when you had, when you really had a dispute with someone, what you did was you challenge them to a duel. duel. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, we've talked about the, like the foundation of our country was, was so based on these young men, white men who literally didn't consider black people or women or anyone other than white skin dudes, human. Like, like as part of, like, they didn't, like, they, 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 it was just a blind spot in the most egregious way of they, of their, like, they didn't consider them people. Yeah. I think there's nuance to that. I would guess that there, there was a spectrum of folks. Sure. Thank you. Because I was watching a little bit of, like, the Benjamin Franklin Hmm. pick on, uh, on, you know. PBS or whatever, and they were talking about, you know, when they made the Constitution and they put in different things, it's because they were trying to keep the southern states part of the Union. Mm. And so there was, you know, a lot of debate about slavery, particularly. Mm. And um, they felt it was more important to have a union than it was to try to say we're not going to have slavery, which would have meant the southern states would not participate. Interesting. And so I think there were people who... We're trying to make the best of a bad situation, and we can sort of argue about whether that was the way to go. But it seems pretty clear that the foundations of this country are that white men, white men should be, who have property particularly, Mm -hmm. should be in charge because they're the only ones smart enough or something. To run things. Yeah, and I like to think, the, the idea that, you know, the founders of this country did not want to have a king. Mm-hmm. They were very clear about that. Yeah, right. But they wanted to have kind of the same shit that the king had. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can we like spread the wealth in the in, in the Well, in they wanted royal, to be royal in royal charge. They wanted yeah. to have property. Why do we call people landlords, for example? I mm-hmm. mean, we're, you know, that whole notion. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, from the beginning, there have mm-hmm. been people who wanted power of mm-hmm. a certain kind and wanted to make sure that they kept power and they have done that really well. Right. And that's part of, that's part of the, and, and, and so I just wanted to, you know, name the place around, there's some foundational pieces in the country, yeah. ways things that got handled. Absolutely. That are, it's an, it's interesting. It was, it was an interesting thought for me of like, I, cause when, yeah. the, when the play happened, I was like, and you know, again, like that's the way that I learned history more so in a classroom. But uh-huh. like, I was just thinking like, wow, what a, what an interesting way to solve conflict. Like oh, people die and like, what, like, can't we like, I think we'd be able to figure out a way different than that. And yet here we are in kind of the same scenario of having some challenges with weapons, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, wow, that is, that strikes me as something that, you know, there's other ways forward. Um, and I don't want to get too caught in that. I just, yeah, it, it's more of an observation. It's good to see that this yeah. has been around for a long time. It, it's not a new problem. It's not a new problem. And it feels kind of foundation, you know, it was it, at it the is. very foundation. It's sort of woven in as, as we like to say. I think so. To the, I, you know. I think that's the case. And yeah. so it doesn't feel like we're going to be, it's not something we can just tweak. I mean, you know, removing the second amendment is not going to solve the problem. Yeah. 
And um, I think there's kind of a fantasy that um, everything can be fixed through legislation or if people would only sort of wise up. And from my perspective, there are these systemic dimensions of things yeah and 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 like and you know i think as as some of the you know other talking points of like oh well this is a mental health issue which i which i would say is you know on some level true i don't want to get caught in that distraction either of saying like what we're talking about is something deeper where this is not a simple solution right it's not it's not like it's not like this is about finding our way to community, to connection. Yeah, and I would say it is a mental health issue, but it's our mental health issue. Mm-hmm. It is not just the issue of the person who went and pulled the trigger. Yeah. They are an expression of right. the affliction that we are all carrying. Mm-hmm. They are, as we said last time, the canary in the coal mine. They yeah. are, they are the, you know, they're expressing this. And I think it's easier for us to just say, Let's put, mm. let's keep it at a distance mm-hmm. rather than say, what is it in our culture that is generating these homicidal maniacs, mm-hmm. which they seem to be occurring at a faster and faster rate. It's happened very often. And yeah. so are, are we not part of that in some way? And mm-hmm. if we are, then, you know, what does that look like for me? Yeah. Um, and those are hard questions, harder in many ways than wrestling with, should we register all guns, et cetera? Yeah, because it actually asks us to do something ourselves. Mm-hmm. How am I part of a culture that generates this? And I think most people would just say, "No, that's not me. I don't do that. I'm yeah. a nice person." Yeah, I think that's always the that's fallback. The, that there's the other. You know, it's, it's them. It's those right. people. It's yeah. the. It's not me. Yeah, I'm a good person, mm. and I think it's very important for us, particularly white folks, to be good. And the whole nation is founded mm. on the myth of our goodness. So. Um, yeah, and so, you know, circling back to the non-dual notion is yeah. the notion that all of this is occurring, and rather than dismiss it, push it away, or label it as bad, how can I hold all this and see what what are the if if this is all part of one thing, then to me, you know, the image I have is more of the ocean. There are these waves flowing through, mm. waves of patriarchy, waves of domination waves of um suffering and i don't know where they come from but i just want to kind of be aware of them yeah so um that i can find how i can uh move with them with my entire presence Mm -hmm. available Mm -hmm. It, it keeps coming back to that for me that notion of being able to sit in the discomfort yeah Right. And, and, and noticing and just being, you know, one thing we talked about was this idea of, you know, we started with, you know, times are urgent. Let us slow down. Right. Noticing the places in me that want to solve the problem. Right. That want to be on the right and just on the side of doing good. Yes. Of, of, um, caring for people. Mm hmm. And, and, you know, partially from a place of, cause I care about people. Sure. And partially from a place because it it's like it gives me some status, if you will, sure. to care about people. Yeah, it makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. And then people are like, "Oh, you're a good person. You're a good person. You know, oh, you, you you're you're your a goals. nice guy. Yeah. You exactly. you know did this." And so there's some level of like that. There's some social capital in in being that. Yes. Um, 
and, 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 and so then that's just a dance inside of me of like, Oh, you know, it doesn't feel like that's what I'm doing. Like, it feels like I just actually really care about the natural world. I care about sure. people and exactly. And those places. I think both are probably true. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, it's how can I, can I be caring? Can I sort of truly engage with people without having to fix things? Yeah. So, you know, and what is it like to really come into relationship with people in a sort of a deeply authentic way? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Can I invite them to be real with me? Mm -hmm. And can I make myself available to them in as real a way as possible? And to me, it's like, who am I with? For some people, being real means we talk about the weather and that's kind of Mm -hmm. where that's going to go. Um, I can still try to see them and hold them, but we're not really going to go anyplace else. Yeah. Because if we do, they're going to, their defenses are going to come up. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm wanting to be in a place where I'm not triggering their defenses. Mm -hmm. And if they trigger mine, I'm hoping to see that. And so that I can then go, oh yeah, there internally, I can sort of note, there's that defense. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't do anything, but just Mm -hmm. notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I, because I know when my defenses are coming up, probably there's ours well, because we're yeah. so exquisitely tuned to each other. Yep. Um, and so there's a dance that we try to do, mm-hmm. not just with human beings, but with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a lovely thing to try and do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, um, you know, as we start to wrap up here uh-huh. in whatever way, you know, whatever that means. Um, hmm. you know, I feel like I'm, I'm inclined to, you know, this morning we had the, we had our time with our, with our PPL fellowship and mm. the circle of these beautiful men. And, you know, and today is the, graduation party for my daughter mm-hmm. and i've asked you guys to come along right and and be and be part of that yes. with, with me yeah which was a vulnerable ask yes um because it, it it offered me a place of of um just being with the all the feelings around my daughter graduating from high school and exactly. now going off to the next adventure in her life and you know both having beautiful memories of our time together and some hard memories of yes. our of our time together and you Thank know you sort of yeah sharing that that's very very helpful for me yeah because that brings in another um facet of this that I hadn't sort of looked at hmm. it's you know that's why the parents are hosting this party Mm -hmm. i think that the child may not really see the significance in the same way that you see it Mm -hmm. um and have that ability to kind of look backward and look forward and see here we are here we are at some kind of threshold and huge yeah and and so that that helps me to kind of take that in a little more and hold that Mm -hmm. um because you know it's it's a hard world to live in it's well it's it is i mean it's you know it is and it's one of those like so there's a lot of feelings yes. here you know of yes. being really conscious of um this transition time in my life yes. you know if here's my youngest graduating right. from high school and she is heading off to college yes um and so now there aren't kids at home yes and that's very exciting right and and really challenging yes um 
and every, you know, and, and, and then, you know, there's just a lot of feelings in there. And so to have this, you know, party is for her <laughs> yeah, and for me and for us yes. in this, in this time. And so, you know, and there's just, again, there's feelings on so many different levels and, and, and of nuance and feeling in there. And so to invite you guys to just, you know, I think my invitation was to say like, I w- I don't want to be alone. Right. Um, at, in this, in this, in this place. And you yes. guys know me in a way Thank that no you. one else knows me. Yeah. And so, um, it's emotional for me now. It's just, I'm sharing it, you know, just of, um, you know, being able to ask, right. You know, and just like, and say like, I, you know, I'd love you to be there and I don't know exactly why. Right. But, um, I just know your presence will make it easier for me to be in this, in this moment. Um, you know, and then, and then I noticed my, you know, and then I shared this morning that I wanted to sing to Sylvie and probably right. sing to myself and, and Marcia as well, yes. you know, their mom, um, both to say like, you know, you're going into this next phase and you aren't alone. Yes. You know, that, that, that we got you. And I, I guess I'm realizing right in this moment, like how much that's important for me. Right. Cause I was wanting to offer it to Sylvie, you know, I don't want her to go off into the world on her own. I want her to know that she's loved and seen and know that it's going to be challenging. Yeah. And one thing that comes up, there's a couple of things. It was interesting how many of the men were like totally willing to just jump right in and do that. Yeah. And others were like, well, well how's that going to be for <laughs> Sylvie? How's that right. going to be for... <laughs> to sing, you mean just sit, like to sing to, to Sylvie? literally sing. Right. Yes. Right. You know, and the other thing comes up is, well, singing is vibration and there yeah. are many ways for the singing to occur. It doesn't yes. necessarily have to be a song, song. Yeah. but we don't have sort of a container or ritual for song. Right. That's and there's going right, to be people at the party who would, if we broke into song, right. would just be it, like, what be a little on freaked earth out, is right. going on? Well, if it was well rehearsed, I think we'd get away with it. <laughs> we had like a three-part harmony That's going. Right. <laughs> kind of like a barbershop quartet <laughs> envision. So, but yeah, but, but what I hear is maybe to just be listening for an opportunity for song of some kind to, mm-hmm. to come through yeah. and it may be literally a melody that we sing or it may be some other mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. notion mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean you know i was talking with my sweetie about about this thing and my own sort of anxiety about it yeah, anxiety the party about, and the, yes. your anxiety about the party right. yeah. it's like i don't know this person i'm not a party i'm a more of an introverted type of a person yeah. you know um, and what we come, one of the, one of the, there's a number of things we kind of came to, but one of them was the notion that part of what we're talking about is this notion of building community. And so going from our sort of insular group mm-hmm. of, you know, eight men, now seven mm-hmm. with Matt's departure. Yeah. Um, and, and we, you know, are wanting to bring in more of the people who are important in our lives. So, yeah. you know, our, our friend Thomas invited me the other day, made sure you know, he wanted to introduce me to his sons, one of whom I'd met, one who I hadn't. Uh-huh. Um, and I recognized, oh, yeah, this is part of that sort of trying to expand the, our connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing part of that... Um, desire something called to you and said you you should you should have the ppl men come Mm -hmm. i think part of it is that same um what's the word i'm looking for um it's just a feeling that Mm -hmm. this is important these 
both these people are important in my lives. Why shouldn't they be spending time together? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's, it's so mm-hmm. just your invitation. I haven't even gone yet. It's right. already, <laughs> it's already done all these amazing yeah. things. Well, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, and it's that it's like, I, I've spent a lot of time with men and what I've always, what I, you know, and with you guys, like what I feel like my, my message to the world is like, I want you to know these men. Right. Because these are beautiful men. These are beautiful human beings who have beautiful heart and care. Mm. And so, um, you know, and who aren't like, who are the kind of man that, 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 the, that the country, let's just say, maybe doesn't know well. Well, you know? I, I think that's okay, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's I, right. Well, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. But for <laughs> me, at least, it's a way of like your being there for me, with me, inhabiting that place is 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 it's bringing those worlds together to yes. say to say here's more here's more knowledge for me, sure. for my kids, Ezra and Sylvie, to know me more. Right, and I do think that we come through you just like everybody Absolutely. comes through me. But I, 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 I feel you on the, the idea that it would be good to spend more time mm-hmm. with these other mm-hmm. beloved people in our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Um, because they are all glorious, wonderful folks. Yeah. And all on the journey. That's right. And um, that's kind of what's going on. That's what's going on. And I think to, to wrap it, to put a wrap yeah. on it, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, I'm so glad we went and we talked about the party a little bit because there's a place in there of... Um, we talked about singing and then, you know, we just had this nice little going back and forth because we talked about it this morning on our call. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in the non-dual way uh-huh. of things, it's that it's, there's a place of, um, we're already singing. Exactly. And that the energy of, protection and of love and of and 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 the challenges all the all the let's say harder feelings right they're all there yes and they're all here right and so i guess yeah they're here and and so we are they are working you they are working me they are working us yeah and that and that that's um it 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 can it's going to be exactly what it's going to be like it doesn't need to be glorious or good yes. or easy right. or, or happy or, or sad. It doesn't need to be any, it just is going to be exactly the expression that it is going to be. And we get to celebrate and be with that. And we get to do it together. I think yes. is, is meaningful. It feels really good. Yeah. Yes. I think, um, you know, the world is always singing all, mm. all of creation sings and, um, we're, mm. you know, trying to find our voice in the, the grand orchestra of creation. And that's where, as a musician, mm-hmm. you know, one of the highest praises you can offer to a fellow musician is they have good ears mm. because they are really listening to what the ensemble is playing mm. and then trying to hear where, what, what is my part? What is my part? And yeah. sometimes when the magic is there and I'm playing in an ensemble and it's like, oh, I can actually hear what I should be playing, and I just follow yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the music coming through you. Right. It's all right it's there, and I just need to be in, in my spot. Right. And if I have enough skill and you know ability, mm. um, 
I can play what needs to be played. And so part mm. of practice is developing my skills to do that. Mm. And part of practice is, as Charlie Parker says, you know, you just get on stage and you blow, you know, you let all that stuff go. So we're, you know, I think all, every one of the creatures in creation is engaged in that dance. Mm. And yeah, sometimes it's a beautiful thing and sometimes we fall on our face. <laughs> <laughs> equally as beautiful equally as beautiful yes well so may we go forth and continue to blow yes. in exactly the right way very good and continue to listen i like to say listen with the ears of our heart and, very nice you know listen in that beautiful presence Lovely. in yeah. that present way so thank you rick for this time for sure. your heart always a pleasure <laughs> thank you so there we have it this beautiful tear-filled, feeling-filled expression of life that unfolds just as it does was not expecting that. And then that's, and then that's what shows up. And it's just so lovely to be able to go there and to feel safe and held. And, uh, so thank you for holding space for all of that. And so here's what I am taking away from today. Number one, this transition of my dear Sylvie, of my family, of Sylvie heading off on her next adventure is so deeply touching and meaningful and big, and it is an incredible time of life. It is one that I have, we have been planning for, thinking about, expecting for so long, and now here it is. It's like, it's kind of a wild time thing. And I just realized what a big thing it is for her and as you heard for me and and for my family and for my being and soul. And so just really wanting to honor and um, offer, offer and honor and be open to all that is wanting to be present and come through in this beautiful transition. Number two, I am deeply grateful for my friends and I'm deeply grateful for the all I have done and we have done to cultivate meaningful connection where we can be vulnerable, where we can be real, where we can show up for one another in, um, in all the beautiful moments. Number three, asking for help is vulnerable and meaningful. It was hard for me to ask and deeply meaningful for me to ask and to be so enthusiastically received in my um, invitation was really quite amazing. Number four, when we take risks, when I take risks and allow discomfort, magic, magic happens. Connection happens. My heart feels full. Number five, I think I am really enjoying inhabiting and rummaging around in this idea that being alive isn't about feeling good or feeling bad, that it's just about feeling what I am feeling and feeling in the moment and feeling this particular time. And that feels significant and I'm curious and, and it's funny. uh, Yeah. There's a little bit of an end around that happens of when I can just feel, even if it doesn't feel quote unquote good, if I'm just in the discomfort of what it is and I'm feeling whole, that that is meaningful and feels good. (laughs) I'm really not happy with the good and bad in the language thing, but we'll talk about that another time. 
Number six, there are places in me that remain caught in the trying to solve things, needing problems to work on. And I'm grateful to be seeing it more. And then I'm sort of amused that as I'm sitting here framing this as like, oh, there are places in me that remain caught in trying to solve things that just by naming it in kind of the way that I am, that maybe there's something that needs to be fixed or needs to be different or needs to be something like that. And so this is tricky. It's like tricky little territory. And I'm, and so just inhabiting that place of like, what is it to really just be able to be and be able to um, not need to be better or not need to be different or not need to be like, I can just be me. You can just be you. We can just be here in this moment being and allowing, um, allowing the energy that is here and wanting to be here and being open to the cosmos, uh, in the most beautiful way feels really intriguing, feels really intriguing. And number seven, I'm really liking bios invitation to slow down, to listen. And so how about we do that together? How about we do that together, that we continue to listen well and listen beyond? And so in wrapping up today, I want to share a little bit that I'm now on the other side of the graduation party that we talked about in this episode where we got to show up and offer and 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 offer and transition and celebrate Sylvie and her graduation from high school and it was really beautiful i am um so excited and touched by the presence and the care that Sylvie brought forth this week with her grandparents with the graciousness and the care that she brought is something as a dad uh, that I just heart it just fills my heart up that I will be able to be with that energy for so long. It is so deeply, deeply nourishing to see the light in her eyes and an incredibly touching moment where we were. Um, I asked that she come out and allow allow us to witness her and 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 sing her or offer blessings to her i was wanting to be so sensitive to about this all but as she makes this transition i want her and all young people so her friends came out with her i want them to know that as they cross the threshold as they cross the transition of their life and head out into the mystery into the trouble of their life, that there is community there singing, witnessing, so that our young people are not headed out into the world alone, wondering if there are adults who care or see or are around, whether there are people who are there witnessing this big, huge transition, this huge, scary time to be alive for young people. It feels so important. It feels like part of the trouble of the world and the trouble of young people is that they aren't sure whether there is anywhere to go and whether they will be seen and whether they, we know how challenging and difficult there all that is out there. And so I invited her into a place to share that I feel and see to the best of my capability and us, our capability of this incredible moment that these young people are stepping into. And I like to sing. I like the idea of singing 
Um, if you listened to one episode recently, I sang and said, let us sing to where you are now and sing so that you feel the resonant song behind you and that we are singing out in front of you that your path be clear and you fall and find exactly the right trouble for your soul and that you do so knowing that there is resonant singing, that there is a safe harbor, that we have been through it, that we are in it, that we are not alone, that we are together and beautiful Sylvie received that with such grace. And it just delights. It's not the right way. It just, my heart is so full. She asked, you said, Dad, will you guys, how about you guys sing to us as we make our way? And that is music to this dad's ears. Thank you for listening. Thank you for witnessing. Be well, be well, and may your heart find the beautiful fullness that mine is feeling. <laughs>